Hey guys, I'm Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. We are the Wellness Amigas. Welcome to our podcast. We are two, dos Latinas, Hispanic women. We started taking care of our mental health and through the research we found, we want to help you. Our mission is to bring mental health awareness, self-care, and self-improvement to all, but most importantly, our community. Our episodes give insight through personal experiences, research, and health and wellness tips. So join us on our wellness journey, stream our episodes, and subscribe. And make sure to listen to our last episode, Season 5 Intro. In this episode, we speak on where we currently are in life and how we implement our wellness practices. And today's episode is going to be about the need for stimulation and how that relates to avoidance coping. This is going to be an interesting episode. Just, just I, I, think I, I, to, <laughs> I think I had to stop for a second because I was like, wait. <laughs> girl. Not, to, not me on TikTok for a couple hours. <laughs> me too. Yo, girl. Because, <laughs> to avoid life. <laughs> girl, I was doing research on this and I'm like. <laughs> I was like, me? Hello? Are you trying to tell me something? You here? know what's crazy? Like, I think now, I think with so much technology, um, there's a lot, there's a big shift. And I don't know if this is just like a universal thing or it's just me. But I've noticed now that, like, I have less, um, is it patience? I don't want to say patience, but less patience for, like, videos, like, or on social media, you know? Like, you know how it used to be one-minute videos or whatever? Like, now when I'm on TikTok, if that shit isn't, like, 15 seconds or less or whatever, like, my leg starts to tap. It's kind of like, all right, let's keep, and it's, like, the need for stimulation, like, something new to keep coming. Which is like, yeah. I wonder if it's... It's like instant gratification and everything involved. <laughs> what society is feeding us, right? Yeah. So before we delve into the question, Jaylene, I have a question for you. <laughs> what are ways that you enjoy disconnecting and releasing stress? Okay, so I already mentioned one. I love being on TikTok. Um, I think it's such a great platform for people being... like. For the way that people express express their cre- creativity, I think I've longed for an app like that where like anyone would post. And I mean, like with other apps, people just post, right? But I think we've gotten to a point a point where a lot of people are being monetized, and I think TikTok is the same way. But it gives people more of an outlet to be able to express who they really are. So I'm there a lot, right? <laughs> And so that's one way, and I think I've learned so much on being on that app because people are so informative in their own creative ways. But I'll stop now because I can keep going. Um, I love exercising. Like, I think that's one thing that out of my routine, it's consistent. And to me, it doesn't mean consistent where it's like an everyday thing, but it gets done at least within the week only because that's like a block of, like a moment of my time where I don't think about anything. And it's really hard because when you're an overthinker, like, even in times where you feel good, you know, and, like, there's nothing to really worry about, you find something. And I think with exercises, it has really helped me to understand and to be present. And so I really love that. And then other ones are, like, YouTube or, like, watching, like, nostalgic, like, movies and TV shows that, like, just bring me back, like, really good memories. That's another way that I like to, like... I mean, girl, we're friends. So, like, I feel like a lot of our, like, (laughs) things you enjoy doing align a lot. And I think I remember, like, especially during the pandemic, something that we connected on a lot was, like, YouTube. And, like, you know, I used to think I was, like, the only I know I I know that there are other people because obviously people would not be successful if other people didn't watch. (laughs) But, like, with our group group of friends or, like, family members, like, 
I've always really loved YouTube, and so when anybody would mention it, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, what are you watching, you know? And so then it just, re- and then we just realized we like the same thing. So it made it easier. <laughs> yeah, like, we already were following, like, similar yeah. creators. They were like, girl, okay, shit. Oh my God, the tea. Yeah. It was just like, it's like such a fun way to also, like, just like, like, I don't know, like, release, like, yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck, like, you saw it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, and like, similar to, you also like, exercising, like, and similar, like, overthinking, it's like, the one moment where like you could take uh, like some time for yourself and like mentally challenge yourself and like breathe yeah okay so before we delve into this topic i think it's like first importance to define what avoidance coping is and i promise it's all going to connect and make sense in the end it's just like these are not too like unrelated things okay so according to an article from verywellmind.com avoidance coping also known as escape coping is an unhealthy way of coping in which a person changes the way they act in order to avoid thinking, feeling, or doing difficult things. Which is really funny because this whole podcast is about really feeling your emotions and like practicing ways of being present. And like, I don't know, this, I felt like they could have put my name on this. Girl. <laughs> like, for example, Jaylene. <laughs> I'm Priscilla, girl. Mm. But I think it's a, like, it's important to have times where you just like want to drift. You know, I think that's normal. I think if everything was always like a standard or you felt like you always had to do a certain thing in a certain way, there wouldn't be any room for error or exploring different ways or options. So I think even with this episode and avoidance coping, like there still is some kind of good in that because stress can be something that can really affect you, you know? And and sometimes you just need five minutes of like you thinking about like whatever that will just change it. You know, it might not be something that you want to do all the time because obviously that's not the best practice. You want to feel it out. But there are times where you just want to (laughs) chill. period and avoidance coping like you said is typically something that people do all the time to de-stress but it is especially seen in people that have high anxiety and are looking for a way to reduce stress um and then essentially like what typically happens is that individuals use this escape as a means to de-stress and then the repetitive pattern is what becomes the issue where people eventually don't face uh, the issue head on. Yeah, and like, why is it? Why is this important, and why is it unhealthy? And it's unhealthy because of what we just mentioned. It's a constant pattern where you feel like you need an escape, and it's something where, like, if you don't really address it, it can keep it can keep giving you tension. It can keep giving you stress, and stress is just like even though people think about it like oh i'm so stressed and like we just use it as a society thing it's actually something that can really affect you like you can get sick like it can really affect your health and it's really important to find really positive and healthy ways of living a better life because if we're always looking for a quick fix because we just don't want to deal with something in the long run it's gonna keep on happening like it's like we said in our prior episode which you should check out that everything is always in constant motion. It's always in a circle, you know? So there's like the same, like, uh, life will keep giving you the same lessons until you've learned from it. And I think that's really important because that's really what it is, you know? If you keep on avoiding something, it's going to keep on hitting you in the face. And then one day, it might be the biggest slap in the face and it's going to be a lot harder for you to have to manage it. So I think it's important to be self-aware of the things that you're using to cope with your emotions. Yeah, and we're going to mention some examples throughout this podcast, but I think ultimately connecting it back to self-awareness, if you feel like any type of behavior or something that you're using in excess, then you're using 
for avoidance coping, like make it apply, I guess, and try to learn from it. So, I mean, now that we have established what avoidance coping is, we need to understand the different types of avoidance coping uh, and essentially how they play into our need for stimulation. Like I said, I promise it will all make sense in the end. Wow. So the three types of avoidance. (laughs) Okay. So the three types of avoidance is procrastination passive aggressiveness, and rumination. We will go over each one of them and explain how these behaviors can manifest in our everyday lives. So, I mean, what is procrastination? I feel like that's something that we have all done um, in terms of like, especially when it comes to school or like even work. And it's essentially the act of delaying or putting off tasks until last minute, even when there's a deadline, regardless of like the consequences. And like I said before, examples are like writing off a paper or like cleaning your room or even dealing with certain emotions by doing like other dopamine related activities like online shopping, watching TV, scrolling through social media. (laughs) Uh, Usually people who procrastinate need a form of inspiration or motivation to feel like they need to get this task done. And they also tend not to properly understand or gauge like how long it takes to do the certain task. Yeah. (laughs) So the second one is passive aggressiveness, which I'm going to read exactly what we have here because I think with passive aggressiveness, I think it can go in so many directions. So it's important to have like a standard, you know, or the basic meaning behind it. So it's defined as people behaving in ways that may appear innocent, accidental or neutral, but in reality has an aggressive undertone. Example... (laughs) I laugh because it's like you deal with these things on a day-to-day basis, right? Um... Examples of this are people who disappear, um, giving backhanded compliments, the silent treatment, indirectly refusing a request without communicating, making up excuses, procrastination, and even sarcasm. And I think sarcasm is like the biggest one, right? Like you just never know what the tone really is or how serious something really is. Um, And these people usually say that they are fine when they aren't and that passive aggressiveness is usually due to upbringing, mental health, and discomfort with confrontation. And I laughed through a lot of this because it's like, there's like some reminders here, you know, like the part where it talks about like the backhanded compliments. And we've had episodes where we talk about like being raised and like having certain beauty standards. And we've spoken, we have so many episodes on these, but it's like this passive aggressiveness that could be around you and you not even know that it's affecting you. So it's important to understand these things because it's a way that you can really separate yourself. I think a lot of insecurities end up coming from what's being fed from somebody else you know and so it's like if you understand and you step back and you realize that it has nothing to do with you but more with them, them yeah then you can really separate yourself and realize that no like this person is using this to co- a co- as a coping method to not have to deal with their own situation or struggle and again it's all going to connect to self-awareness like we said um and the third one is rumination and while like looking into this i was like Wow, like if I were to choose one of the three that I could like feel like, would say Priscilla, I feel like this is me and it's kind of like, it was like anxiety inducing and like in a, in, a, in a way it was like self-awareness for me as well because I was like, oh wow, like I know I do this, but I didn't know that I did it to this extent and this is like literally me. And I'm going to read the definition like Jaylene said just because we need a baseline for what it is. So rumination is when someone obsesses over something stressful or negative that happens. It is described as repetitive, excessive thoughts that interfere with healthier ways of thinking. It usually magnifies the stress and makes it more important than what it actually is. It makes a person feel helpless and focus on things that they can no longer change. And an example of this is like when someone cannot stop thinking about an unfair or unjust situation that they cannot understand. 
uh, rumination is a byproduct of trying to understand why something happens and or not being able, able to accept why it happened or even to further validate your actions and feel like you're right. So people with anxiety, depression, OCD, phobias, and PTSD tend to ruminate. Anxiety really does fall under that. And it's like this constant feeling of wanting to have some kind of control of what happened. And it's just like you can't. Like it already happened. But it's so easy to like spend your day thinking about it and finding like... It's kind of like when you watch a movie or like a show and you're looking for details of like the mysterious like thing that's going to happen next. And like you want to be able to know how it happened. So you're looking in every direction so that you could be the first one to be like, yeah, look, I knew it. I knew that this was going to happen because look at that person standing over there. He's the killer type of thing, right? And I think that's kind of like what happens. Like, at least for me, like I think about something and then I could just like literally magnify it and zoom in. And then I'll be like, wait, but this dot could have done this and that. And then I could just spend the whole day doing that. So it's, yeah, and you don't think about it as being in a way, as an avoidance, like a coping mechanism. But in a way it is because it's like you're spending so much time thinking about one thing where like you have your whole life ahead of you or like your whole day. And or like think of a like, solution, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like you just spent the whole day like frozen. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I'll say that it's, easily controlled because it's not you know like who wants to spend their whole day thinking about shit about the same thing over and over again it's it's difficult but i think with like practices and like being compassionate you can find ways to like release a little bit of that that stress or like that pain that you feel inside i guess yeah no it's true and i think like just to kind of go off what you said like yeah it's like wanting to like be that person at like to see it first and i personally feel like i do that a lot but ironically, with like self improvement and self awareness, like I, I've gotten to a point where I ruminate so much in my head about like my behaviors and my actions that like I get so stuck, and then like I feel insecure. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I know I'm trying my best. But at the same time, it's like, but what if I'm not being the best for those people around me? And then it makes it seem like I'm being like this like really like cold, distant. And when the reality is, it's just like this whole time I'm like judging myself and like trying to see like, where am I fucking up? Or like, this is something I'm like working so hard on right now. But yeah, this definition definitely was like, okay, girl, we need to do something about this like self-improvement. Like there is a limit to also like how much you can self-improve and just like being happy with where you are in the present. Yeah. Or like there's certain things that like, I know that I'm weird. Like it took me a long time to realize like, like the word weird. Like I do things where I'm just like, wait, like, it's like my own quirky thing, right? And it's like, I used to be so embarrassed about it. And now I just like, I'm getting to a point, like you said, because with all the practicing that we've done, trying to really heal um, certain yeah. aspects of ourselves, like I've gotten to a point where like, I go back and forth with myself too, where I'm just like, wait, like, did this person think I was weird or like, should I be, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then sometimes I'm just point. like, you know what? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like I've had these couple of moments, these breakthroughs where I'm like, wow, I'm definitely seeing like, a, a better path for myself or seeing that I'm going to be like better when it comes to like mental health because it's like there are times where like I go in circles about the same thing and then there are times where it's just like you know what like who cares mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like at least I try to be a good person you know what I mean I know that my int- intention is to be a better person you know and like if I'm weird or if I did something that like another person didn't like like who cares at this point right like if you're doing something out of the intent of being good or you're just being yourself like you kind of have to let it go at a certain point but I mean there are days where like it can go in circles but now I'm starting to realize like small moments where I'm just like you know what I'm not gonna spend my whole day thinking of this you know because I have a full day ahead of me and like what a waste what a waste it would be for me to sit here thinking about this when I could be enjoying the sun or enjoying time with friends or whatever. 
because it's like sometimes you think about like how did this person take it right but it's like is this person even thinking about it like so then you spend your whole day or sometimes it's like your anxiety is telling you something that it's not true and then you just keep on believing that and then you realize that when you're like in the environment where you were triggered from like it was never like Like that. that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and again like it's like ultimately also like people that love you and care about you like accept you for who you are and like don't see it or think of it that way like it's just like and again like i understand it's so hard especially coming from like a place of like constantly analyzing your actions and it's like who the fuck cares (laughs) so yeah like it's it's something that you pointed out earlier is that oh yeah like i think it's important to like entertain yourself and have fun and it's like i feel like there is a fine line between like doing into like avoidance coping and then like entertaining yourself but it's like we are allowed to like entertain ourselves and like have fun but then at the same time it's like like you said like best practices and like pulling yourself back and yeah. being like okay now it's time for me to like take responsibility like procrastination right yeah. <laughs> and like it's okay to procrastinate sometimes but, yeah like, but know, as like, long as you get back to it i just think like i don't know procrastination is big because it's like it's a pattern that could be so easily resolved yeah but it's so good to like just wait off, you know? Like I'm someone that works in in situations like I work better when it's like right there deadline because I feel like my brain sparks something where I feel like when I have a lot of time to think about something, I can get in my head and really think about it for way too much and much longer than it needs to be, you know? So there are times where it's like, all right, like it's going to benefit me more to wait until it's closer to the date. But like with things of like laundry or like, you know what I mean? Like things that are just like, that'll take you like five minutes to do. I don't know. Procrastination is hard. (laughs) And you know what it is? And I I have a feeling that I feel like because we have, we both have anxiety and I feel like we both have found ways to be high functioning and thrive off of it that it works for us and as shitty as that sounds like it does because we could immediately like switch into that overthinking mindset and get shit done like and do it really well because we're overthinking but again it's not healthy (laughs) and then like i also wanted to touch on like also that um i said this in the beginning but there are behaviors that may seem healthy but like are used to cover like an underlying issue and like i feel like things that i could think about are like overly exercising or like going out too much and drinking like there are so many other activities that like in our everyday lives that we might not think are part of avoidance coping and that don't have to do with technology and again it's like about reflecting within and trying to understand so how does technology play into avoidance coping i think many of us use technology to avoid certain circumstances in life i think this is something that especially happened during the pandemic as people were trying to find ways to feel better about the difficult circumstances and i definitely agree i really do think that technology is something that's heavily pushed in today's society and i'm really grateful for having technology because it has made life so much easier but i think it's like you you have to understand like what you said there's always a fine line right you can always be using something to the extreme or under underutilizing it you know and i think like it's really important to see how much of what you're doing throughout your day involves social media or technology and things like that because there is a moment in the day where you should be reflecting and being like and really coming back home to yourself you know even if it's for a couple minutes because if you're someone that's constantly on the go 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 how do you know how you feel 
throughout your day or how you can improve or what you've learned if you don't reflect on that. Constantly in motion, when do you stop, right? And I think with technology and social media, it has really, the standards are, are, are at a different level. And we have an episode in season four all about social media and the influence and the effects that it has. And I think this kind of like goes with that because it's like, I think it creates another world, like another environment and it makes us feel like we can step out of our reality and focus on somebody else's. I think that's why influencers and celebrities are like a thing, right? Because we either aspire to be like them, wish that our lives didn't suck in the way that we feel like they suck, and we constantly think that somebody else is living a better life than we do, which is crazy because no matter what, we are all dealing with loads and loads of things that we wish that we didn't have to deal with, right? And I think the the, stim- the stimulation comes from that, like from technology, like always feeling like if I'm feeling like shit, let me go watch a music video or let me go see what this person's wearing or what this person is launching. And let me just think about somebody else's. Well, this is weird because I just got a light bulb because it's like <laughs> because you zoom in so much on what somebody else is doing that it kind of connects to everything else that we're talking about. Right. Because it's like then it's like your insecurities, your self-awareness, the way that you were raised, that all affects that. And I think, yeah, this is just another thing added on to that technology. Yeah. And again, like, I understand where people are coming from in the sense of, like, being self-aware is not easy. Like, it's painful and it sucks and it's shitty because you have to call yourself out and be like, okay, maybe my action wasn't the best in this situation. Oh, I'm like this because of X thing. And it's like, oh, that was traumatic as fuck. And, like, now I have to deal with that trauma and, like, whatever. So it's, like, it's it's emotional. It's a roller coaster. But I think, like, and again, this is why people do avoidance coping, but it, I promise that in the end it is it is worth the ride. So, um, what are ways that we can deal with avoidance coping? Um, I think it is about trying to switch from avoidance coping to active coping. And you may ask what active coping is, and it is essentially uh, directly dealing with the issue eventually and understanding that the only way to alleviate the stress is to deal with the problem. Yeah, there was this quote on Instagram that it basically said that once you start healing and becoming self-aware, it's really hard for you to stay in that place. It's really hard for you to stay and like, you know how sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, you're a certain kind of way and like, yo, well, whatever. I was raised like that. That's who I am. I don't need to change. Like it is what it is. I'm already here. You know, you're going to take it for what it is. But like once you start healing and you start seeing all these things around you or those changes you start becoming more self-aware and then when you're self-aware it's kind of like it's like this huge light bulb that won't leave you and that you need to do something about it you know what i mean it's like it's like a spark in you that's like hey you need to you need to fix this or you need to find a way to do better it's really hard to stay stagnant or Mm -hmm. stay in that zone um there are two types of active coping um active behavioral coping and active cognitive coping and just to quickly say what they are, active behavioral coping is to address the problem directly or active com- cognitive coping involves changing your mindset about the issue. And it's like, this is interesting because that's like, it's, it tells you that ultimately it's all about the mindset. Because like, let's say like you have this issue, either you go address this issue now and you're like, okay, communicate about it. Or it's like, okay, this is the issue. Maybe it's not as bad as a, of an issue as I thought. So it's like, choosing either one of both directions and um going forward with that and i think that applies to so many things in life especially like let's say you disagree with someone about something and it's like either accepting that that's their perspective and moving on with life or like yeah that's the only thing you could do because that's their mindset and that's their opinion and that's their perspective so or you just focus on that all day and like right right i ruminate <laughs> <laughs> 
You know that SpongeBob episode where it's like imagination. imagination. Yes. We're gonna use that and put ruminate because that's literally what it is, though, right? Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> yeah, like mindset, man. You could be so poor, like dirt poor, and if you have a mindset where you feel like you can get out of that, you'll get out of it. That speaks to like law of attraction and other things, but and things mindset. that we, things that we'll be talking about. But yeah, like the, all of these things connect. And when it comes to like active behavioral coping, so they are both very useful ways in communicating while also understanding that there is another perspective. And like yeah, Julene even touched up about this in the beginning. At the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with avoidance coping. I feel like we should push put that out of the universe. Like sometimes, especially like when going through trauma, like sometimes important for you to take that time and just say fuck everything and do what you need to do to heal um but there are also healthier ways of like doing avoidance coping i guess so like going on a walk reading a book hanging out with friends like yeah but choosing the best way that's something that's not going to further dig you into the avoidance coping realm i think it's important yeah you know so i don't know i think everything with a grain of salt there's a fine line for everything you can have an extreme you can not utilize it as much like you always have to find a really good balance of making sure that you're finding healthy ways but also entertaining yourself and having fun right because at the end of the day it's just life and we just got to figure it out and keep on moving so yeah and before we finish the episode i just want to bring something up that i feel like was glamorized and is still glamorized but traveling is like the worst form of avoidance coping especially when it's like continuous and that's something that i used to like severely do that's why i moved to spain i was trying to avoid my fucking life and it's like again like going and analyzing within yourself like oh what are ways in which i do avoid coping like yeah but yeah thank you guys for listening to our episode yeah thank you guys so much and we'll see you next time bye guys bye and before we go make sure to follow us on instagram at wellness amigas and make sure to follow us on all of our podcast platforms